This is Colleen Rodriguez from Wing Lion Creations, and you're listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hey, listener, welcome to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hope you survived the experience. The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your hosts, Uncanny Thomas Logue and Mighty Michael Moran. All right, welcome to this special edition of the Comic Relief Podcast. I'm here with founder, designer, and owner of the Wing Lion Creations uh, Studio. How are you doing, Colleen? I'm doing good. Excellent, excellent. So we just wrapped up day one of the uh, Long Beach Comic Expo. And um, how would you say it went? It went really well. No? Uh, pretty good for a surprising first time at the con. So nice, nice. Yeah. It was a, it was a really good turnout. It it, it seemed like uh, early on it got really busy, very crowded. Within maybe an hour, half an hour of it opening up. Yeah, it was crazy. There was people everywhere. The booth was like packed yeah. constantly. It was just an explosion of people. I was not expecting that many people starting off during the day. Yeah. And th- th- now this is my first um, uh, Long Beach Expo. Have you been to the Expo before? No, this was my first year as well. And they also do the uh, the, the Comic-Con here, right? The Long Beach Comic-Con, which is uh, later in the year. Yeah, it's uh, September. Um, I think it's like the 27th or 26th or something this year, and it's two or three days. And they and called it Long Beach Comic Con and Horror Con. And Horror Con. Oh, yeah. wow. And what, of the two cons, do you think the, the Comic Con is the larger of the two? I the Expo? haven't done the other one. You haven't so done the other know, one either? No, oh, cool, no. cool, cool. A lot of cosplayers, which was really, really cool. A lot of really nice costumes, too. A lot of work in those costumes. There yeah. are some great costumes. Any costumes come to um, that caught your attention that come to mind? The various Harley Quinns were pretty cool. But <laughs> I, I really I think the one that still sticks in my head are the two little girls, the twins that were dressed as Black Widow. The Black Widow twins yes they're re- really really cute one thing that i did notice is there was a lot of kids uh, cosplaying here a lot of kids yeah. which is awesome to see yeah we'll post pictures on the uh, facebook page on the website and the costumes were really cool too it wasn't like you know the usual spider-man batman these kids were a uh, black widow uh, there was a silver surfer yeah there was uh, a beast boy beast boy was awesome he was awesome yeah. and to, to stand there but he must have been like six seven oh yeah totally he's Little got guy. the ears and everything yeah. it was yeah, and the fangs was, yeah, yeah it was really really nice costume and uh the kids reading it up they're striking their poses and master everything. chief too yeah that's yeah, right that's right the little master chief. chief he had a gun that was was almost as big as he was there was some work in those costumes that was awesome mm-hmm. yeah so the the layout's pretty cool there there aren't um i noticed uh even someone mentioned that there weren't a lot of clothes vendors it, it seemed like it was mostly artists a lot of comic book vendors which was really nice yeah it reminds me a lot of san diego comic fest yes it's you know one or two clothing vendors um and then everything else is comic books and comics figures, and figures and, and, which yeah. is, is really cool to see you don't have that hollywood mm-hmm. you know takeover like uh san diego comic-con yeah no i like it i like i like the app Atmosphere. I like a lot of comic vendors. I primarily go to cons for comic books. So it, it sucks to see like the bigger conventions are getting away from that and going more towards the Hollywood side and, and movies and TV, which is yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I like sifting through comic books. Yeah, well, I think a lot of them are they're losing their roots because, you know, that's, this mm-hmm. is where Hollywood may yeah. be the where they were without comic books. And then Hollywood's going total comics, too. I mean, the movies have never been more popular. The TV shows have never been more popular. It's a strange transition to see it happening. 
you know, we're seeing all the characters that, you know, that we grew up with reading Superman or Batman, you know, those are the, the big names that everybody knows, regardless of, of age or, or, or where you're from. You know who those big guys yeah, are. Yeah, even if you've never read the comics, you know who oh, Superman yeah. and Batman oh, you are. You could have never read a comic in your life, yeah. But now you're seeing stuff like Arrow and The Flash. Yes, yeah, and and Iron Man and Iron all Man, these guys. Yeah. Iron Man was, was not a popular character. So how, how was the uh, sales good at the store? Sales were good. That's sales good. Were really That's good. always good. Yeah. Yeah, we were really busy. Your shirts are real popular. Yeah, there, yeah. there's some great shirts. Um, Brian and Gwen do an awesome job on their designs. Aside from the shirts, what what do you think were some of your best sellers? The playing cards. Oh, those are nice. Those yeah, are really nice. The playing cards are, always do pretty good. Um, skeleton keys. It's amazing how many people buy skeleton keys, and it's and that's another big you know it's a big thing of having the little t- little mm-hmm. two and three dollar items too. I think that makes up a lot of the you just know, little things that you can pick up. Yeah, that's really weird. I I wouldn't if you would have asked me, I never would have imagined that like skeleton keys or something like that would be popular or would sell well but they do people really like yeah. those little like little trinkets and stuff the, the trinkets and the fact they look old they're different yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. something you see every day and yeah. I think a lot of it too is the steampunk movement has mm-hmm. brought a lot of that into popularity as well what do people do with these with these skeleton keys do they make like necklaces out of them or they'll something do, like that they do jewelry they'll add them mm-hmm. to costume pieces Colleen also has some really really nice glassware for like absinthe and stuff right the yeah. sugar spoons and all that yeah I got a full line of absinthe spoons. Um, the glasses are hand blown by a friend of mine. And I just recently started carrying some um, just standard goblets, and they're in color. Oh, nice. The four colored mm-hmm. ones that I have sitting up there now. Okay. Do you have images of these posted up? They do. On they're the all up. They're all up on the website um, in the store now. Where's so, the Where's the website? Where can uh, you find it? It's store.winglion.com, and it's um, store s t o r e dot w y n g d lyon.com you had mentioned before that you were kind of shifting the focus of your store to be more of like tailored clothes or, or custom clothes yeah I do a lot of custom work mm-hmm. um, mostly what I'm doing right now is a lot of men's stuff because women's clothes are everywhere and to me you know the men don't get the attention that they need as far as the clothing especially in the steampunk genre so mm-hmm. I'm doing vests and shirts and pants and mm-hmm. those are all things I'm working on and, and getting ready to do so you got a kickstarter coming up here soon huh? I'm working on putting together a kickstarter for all that it's been crazy. Um, I started my show season, bought a house, and then I just haven't had time to sit and think about it. Yeah, do you have a catalog up on your store now? I haven't gotten anything up. There's a category there. I need to get a photo shoot, and I need to get mm-hmm. everything categorized. Though I just don't want you know a picture of something hanging up on a hanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you guys posted on Wing Lines Kickstarter. What comics are you reading right now? Um, right now I'm reading Harlequin. Oh, let's talk about this. Yeah, no, let's let's oh. talk about this. <laughs> oh, I had high hopes. I remember you and Thomas talking about it kind of disappointed they made her really ditzy yeah. and not conniving or anything like that yeah. it's kind of disappointing yeah it was a shame I, I really wanted to like it honestly I like the zero issue mm-hmm. I know Tom had yeah. mentioned that he didn't like it it was a little too jarring it, it went it was a little all over the place you know I mean I, I kind of like that it was all over the place uh, Harley Quinn broke the fourth wall I liked that issue and then after that the story just kind of dragged for me didn't really go anywhere she got a place then she had to get a job to maintain the place and it just the whole story about someone being out to kill her like it didn't pan out soon enough i don't know i didn't like it and you're right they, they made it really ditzy yeah. 
Mm-hmm. She gets a job and she yeah. looks, you know, she does the makeup to mm-hmm. make herself look normal with mm-hmm. the wig. And then she like suddenly spontaneously because of the session that she has with this woman. Spoilers ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Um, and and then she like just totally like flies off the handle and goes like rampant out of off the lady's family. And to me, especially after reading Suicide Squad, I would have thought her would be more plotting and conniving mm-hmm. and just plan everything out a yeah. little bit more. Just not, you know, lose it and just like go blaring out the door, yeah. and, you know, half cocked. So that, that to me is a real disappointment and i'm on episode issue what is it six if it goes away i won't be disappointed i lost interest it lost me she should be insane first and then have little moments of dittiness you know what i mean like you know real similar to joker joker at first is, is a dangerous psychopath and then he has his silly little moments it breaks the um, craziness up a little bit you know what i mean yeah, it doesn't and, make it so serious yeah it makes you understand that okay yeah he's psychotic and, yeah but, but and that's part of his psychosis yeah and, and i get it that harley quinn isn't the joker and she shouldn't just be a female version of the Joker. This book kind of goes between lighthearted and a light read, and then it just tries to just turn it completely yeah. around and just go completely psychotic. And it's, it, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. The transition's not. Yeah, really it's a little jarring. Um, I'm also reading uh, Serenity Leaves on the Wind. How's that? Um, I'm actually enjoying it. I've got the uh, fourth uh, issue right now, but I've been enjoying it. It's definitely after the Serenity movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Wash is mm-hmm. gone. Spoilers, Zoe is pregnant. I have to uh, confess to something. Uh oh. I'm only like four episodes into. Firefly. Oh no! Yeah. I've seen Serenity though. I've okay, seen so, Serenity. Okay, so you know about Wash. Okay, yes. so I didn't spoil that. Yes. Okay, yes. I, I saw Serenity. I really enjoyed it. A lot of people mm-hmm. who hadn't seen the TV show mm-hmm. and went and saw the movie and they kind of went out like, oh, well, it was an okay movie. And they didn't get a lot of the character yeah. development. Yeah. This. And then I've talked to people who went back and then watched Firefly mm-hmm. and then rewatched Serenity and they're like, totally I get different it movie. now. Yeah, totally and it's different like movie. totally different movie. And then oh. you understand why everybody freaks out when yeah. Wash dies, you know, in Serenity. And you're just like, oh my God. The one scene in the show as I'm watching the episodes, and like I said, I'm only like four or five episodes in. There was a scene, I think it was the, the train heist. Mal has the um, bad guys, right? He got them tied up and uh, the bad guy's like, you know, all right, no matter where you go, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. You're not safe, you know? And then Mal kind of looks at him and goes, okay. And then it kicks him in the chest and kicks him into the turbine yeah. of the ship. And then they bring in the next guy and the guy's like, I'm, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. That, that was my example. Cool. Yeah, exactly. That was a it's great, definitely. totally, yeah. totally unexpected scene. He let, he let this bad guy monologue and immediately after was like, all right, cool. You're going to be like that. And then just yeah. kills him. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Problem solved. I like it. <laughs> so the, the book is good though? The book is good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So. How much farther from the um, Be the Serenity movie yeah. are they? Maybe nine months. Because Zoe's pregnant and she it's Wash's baby. So oh, yeah, wow. and she has the baby. So Wash is the uh, pilot. Wash was the pilot. Yeah. And oh, Zoe's husband. Dies. Yeah, he does. Oh. oh, and everybody was so, we're just like, and when I saw that scene in the movie, I was like, what? Definitely. See, I have to rewatch the movie. Yeah. Go through the series and then rewatch the movie. Okay. So what else are you reading? I'm reading Captain Marvel and uh, the new Miss Marvel. Let's talk about Captain Marvel, man. <laughs> oh my God, that is such a good story. It I is. I'm liking it. I don't know what it is about Captain Marvel. I really, really, really honestly don't. For some reason, I, I really like her character. I do too. I think she's definitely a strong character. Yeah. But she's not infallible. No. So, no, no. you know, she still has her faults. She has her mistakes mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. everything like that. So, yeah, and it's it's I've been enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I've talked to Tom about this before, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but I really don't like how they write women in comics because they're either they're either sex bombs or they're always the kind of feelings, relationships. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they don't really write strong female characters, in my opinion. Now, there, there are some exceptions. Captain Marvel's really, really well written. It's yeah, really I'm, cool I'm liking it. It's, yeah. it's really 
really good. And then uh, I'm reading the new Miss Marvel. How was that? So I've, um, I'm kind of interested in that one too as well. It, it's interesting because, you know, Miss Marvel is now Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And now they've got a new Miss Marvel. And she's a teenage girl, in, I think, in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's been a very interesting progression. It's different. From the images I've seen, they show her kind of like stretching out and growing yeah, and changing yeah. shape. Are those considered Miss Marvel's powers? Like, I don't know. Does, I, not classically, they're not. Yeah. The girl herself mm-hmm. is of, I want to say like Indian or some sort mm-hmm. of Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. you descent. know, Asian descent. Yeah. But when she transforms, she looks like Miss Marvel, the blonde yeah. hair and everything like that. No, so, really? So it's really, it's really weird. It is very, in- so it's very interesting. So. Like the, when she hulks out, she turns into a blonde bombshell. Yeah. It's getting yeah. really good reviews. Uh, people are saying that it's a really good book. That sounds weird. I'm also, I picked up uh, Justice League United. I have not read it yet. I have the issue zero and one. So okay. um, I'm really looking forward to that one because of the Native American character. So I've read that one. That one's um, oh, it's pretty good. It's Is pretty it? good. Okay. It, it gets right into the action. And then mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm reading Legendary, which is a steampunk based comic, Victorian era with mm-hmm. uh, Vampirella and Green Hornet. Tell me yeah, about this. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the story to it. So and it like it really just like the first issue got right in there and into the action. And Vampirella and Green, Green Hornet. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a strange combo. It is a very strange combo. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure where the story's going. And is it still Kato and, uh, and Green Hornet? Yeah, it's Kato and Green Hornet. Dude, they're out solving crimes. The first issue is a girl stumbles into a club. It's owned by Vampirella. So Vampirella is, of course, sitting at the table having dinner with the Green Hornet. And then these guys come in the club mm-hmm. after this the ones unknown chasing person her, chasing her. And they said, oh, well, you need to get out of her way or we're going to cause mm-hmm. all these problems. She's like, wrong answer. Nice. And then, you know, proceeds to uh-huh. take care of to said d- problem. destroy them. Yeah, pretty much. There's there's dead bodies everywhere. Nice. Other than that, I've gone back and I've started reading Sandman. Neil Gaiman's Ooh, Sandman. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've gotten the How, uh, how far the into trace. it? I've gotten through the first two trade so what is that like the first 12 issues what do you think I, i'm enjoying it oh that's one of those that's on my like long yeah. time checklist yeah like, I, I need to read those. i'll let you borrow the, Please. the first two and i read up to what was it the first 14 or 17 issues of saga those what are those pretty good i enjoy it. i enjoy it. i love it it's like i love the mash of the two worlds yes Yes. And it's just, it's it's so, so very different and so very so weird, weird yes. but it's written so well. Yeah, it feels like a really, really big epic story, but it's, I love how they, how they kind of mash up like this weird retro technology and magic and yeah. sci-fi and it's just, yeah. it's so, so good, man. It is good. It's yeah, good. and I'm one of these jerks too that when I really like something, like I'll force it on people, <laughs> like I'll punch them in the face with it. But this book is one of those books where I'm like, yeah. Please, you really have to read it. It's so good. Well, I'm always willing to read Mm -hmm. something on a recommendation. Now, if I don't like it, I might come back and throw it at somebody. What the hell were you thinking? But no, it's it's been really good. I read the um, the New Warriors. I finished the first story arc, and um, I am hooked, man. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Growing up reading comics, the the New Warriors always came off to me as kind of like a Teen Titan ripoff in a sense that they were a bunch of silly characters, like really young. Never was really interested in the Thomas love. Yeah, I I mean. all the time time. he has a website and all that stuff you know because thomas really liked it and they were rebooting him i was like sure i'll give it another shot really 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 good really well done the first story arc got me hooked 
Cool. Uh, the humor's good. The action's good. The story moves along really, really well. The team really molds, like, incredibly. The dysfunctionally, though, I mean, they're not all, like, yeah. on the same page. You know what I mean? They all they all seem like they don't like each other. Growing um, pains. Exactly. Getting, a getting lot. used to your new team getting, members. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Uh, but it works really, really well. It flows awesomely. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, he was supposed to let me borrow, like, the first issue. Mm-hmm. And I think he keeps reading. <laughs> Got me uh, started reading ElfQuest, and I read the first first couple of issues of ElfQuest. What do you think like, of ElfQuest? I, I'm enjoying it. I like the artwork. I yeah. haven't gotten too much further than a first mm-hmm. the first couple. I have and the I, second I, volume. Yeah, I saw me. you. I saw you yeah. Book, so. yeah. <laughs> I got now. Now I'm just I'm just not reading him just to piss him off now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, you got to read Saga, and he was like, dude, you got to read ElfQuest. And I was like, deal. And then he like finished reading Saga, uh-huh. and I st- I'm only like on volume two. <laughs> Of ElfQuest. I really should just shut up and read it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> One book that I'm not really enjoying as much as I thought I would is the Nightcrawler solo story. I really don't know why. It seemed like the first issue was really forced and really cliche in where Nightcrawler goes and talks to an old girlfriend, right? So she, mm-hmm. they're talking. And then this giant bad guy just bursts through the wall. Like, for no reason. It just seems like a really cliche... Kool-Aid man in. <laughs> Kool-Aid man busts in, and they start fighting, and they beat him, and they go investigate who that guy was. Yeah. It's such a lazy story, you know what I mean? It's only two issues in. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. So we'll see, but I'm really not enjoying it as much as I wish I was. Going back to your guys' first issue when you guys were talking about Ghost Rider, the new Ghost Rider. I haven't read it. Um, I remember Thomas said he saw the art, and he said mm-hmm. it looked bad. Yeah, it but- was. It's, it's funny because we'll sit there and we'll start talking comics like oh yeah have you heard about the new Ghost Rider mm. and then I tell them and they're like what is it a car Why? and like and then it's like this whole like rant about he needs to be on a motorcycle and he's like how would he you know and he like, like he to. said it's like or, or is he gonna drive a convertible so he can swing his chain around yeah. it's like yeah. and it's just everybody yeah. the feedback I've yeah. gotten on has been absolutely horrible the people that can see beyond the okay you know fine he's not on a bike let's give it a chance yeah. they seem to be enjoying it so I've continued reading I've read episode, issue two and it it's, it's still not good. <laughs> it's just not. It's not. It's not. I need to quit listening to these people. And yeah. Just go with my gut because it's not good. If you're going to give them a car, at least give them like a convertible Impala or yeah. something, you know? That's so. Like a lowrider? Lo- yeah. That's so racist. Uh, but- <laughs> He's going to be Mexican. Well, but I mean, just like. <laughs> But, On well, hydraulics. Like, you know. <laughs> I got to give um, one quick shout out to a book I'm reading. It's a Mark Millar book. It's called Starlight. It is so good. The setting is very Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers type. Real like 60s. Okay. Right? Now, he went to this planet. He liberated the um, the people of this planet. Defeated the evil overlord. He became like their hero, their champion. Rescued the princess. But he had his girl back home. So he had to find a way to get back home. And they found a way for him to get back home. The caveat was that he would never return. The, the warp zone or whatever that they use the wormhole that takes him home wouldn't be open again for another 10,000 years so it was a one-way trip oh damn. right all so right. now this is all explained within a few pages when the story starts he's at his wife's funeral he's an old man now on earth oh wow and it turns out that when he got back nobody believed him not only that they, they turned him into a joke you know because he was gone for all that time he came back with all these stories came back in a weird suit really out there stories and he's an embarrassment you know oh, what I mean geez. to himself yeah. so now he's lost the only thing 
thing that he's he came back for. He came back for his his girl, you know, who passed away. And he's like this old, lonely man with only memories of these adventures that he had. So it starts off really dark, really grim, burnt out old dude, mm-hmm. really, you know what I mean? Bitter. And, really yeah, bitter, and yeah. 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 By the end of the first issue, he's visited by an alien from the planet where he was at. And he's like, hey, man, you got to come back. Stuff went down. You defeated the evil overlord. We got really peaceful. We, we had no need for armies because we were at peace. And guess what? Somebody else stepped, Somebody else stepped in. Place. Right, so yeah. we need you back. But the dude's like, I'm I'm just an old man. Figure out a way to, you know, fly him back to the planet. They have like this huge statue of him. And it's it's just, it's a really, 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 really cool book. Did you read the, the Wanted books? I did. Yes. Yeah, so yes, that's the same writer. To me. Okay. Same writer from the uh, the Wanted uh, book. So we're running, we're running a little low on time here. So we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of, of the podcast. So day one is in the book. So once again, where can they find your store, The Wing Lion? Um, the best place to go is to our webpage, which is winglion.com. That's W-Y-N-G-D-L-Y-O-N. Dot com And you can get to our store, you can get to our Facebook, you can get to our Twitter. It's like a one-stop link to everything. Sweet. So go check it out, buy our stuff, like our pages. Hi, this is Joy DeCapua from Blackjack Comics, and you're listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. Okay, so we're here today with Joy DeCapua, co-owner of Blackjack Comics. How are you doing today, Joy? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. So this is day two of, of the Long Beach Comic Expo. Um, how did the first day go for you? It was great. We did really, really well. Um, a lot of people were interested in our comics and then as well as the custom commissions. Oh, nice, nice. You guys have the Phantom Hawk book that you guys are uh, pushing at your table. Is that right? Yes, sir. Nice. So tell me about uh, Phantom Hawk. So I like to say that if Batman and the Punisher had a love child that had zero money, that would be Phantom Hawk. He's a super soldier who is framed for the destruction of the program that created him so he's on the run trying to clear his name as well as get revenge against those who framed him gotcha i got a chance to read the books uh the first two issues he actually nailed it right on the head where it's it, the love child of the uh, punisher and batman that's pretty good very dark character very gritty i mean honestly it, it was a perfect kind of a street level vigilante type crime fighter i really enjoyed it thank you that's wonderful to hear so we always like hearing when people enjoy our work Who's the, uh, the writer and the artist for this book? So the writer and artist for the book is my partner in the company, Nick Garber. Um, he is in Texas right now, but he is the one who created Phantom Hawk created Blackjack Comics and then brought me on to help him out with the business. So tell me about Blackjack Comics. Why did you, you guys decide to start this company? Well, it's actually been Nick's dream since he was a child. So it's he's always loved comics. He loved drawing and this was the plan since he was a kid. So when it came to doing this, he always resisted, but his sister would push him for it, tell him you really need to get into comics, you're really good your art you really need to do this Um, unfortunately when he was deployed his sister passed away and when he came home he took that and went for his dream so issue one is actually dedicated to Sarah his sister who has passed because she's the one who was constantly pushing him to go for this dream and to pursue it and now he is oh wow that is that is that is uh, very sad but at least he's doing what she she pushed him to do who I did see the dedication right on the opening page or on the on the inside uh, cover does he work on any other books besides uh, Phantom Hawk yes we actually have coming out next month the 
the series called The Ape, and that one comes out towards the end of the month. That's going to be coming out. He's working on that one. Um, we also have Pendragon, which is kind of our version of Superman. It follows the King Arthur legend, all of that. He's one of the you know last living heirs of King Arthur. So we have that coming out in August. And then uh, Task Force 21 is going to be coming out in December. He's working on all these books himself? He is. Um, he actually created the characters for Phantom Hawk, for Pendragon. We have a writer, Shane Will, who created the characters for The Ape, and another writer who is working on Task Force 21. Oh, wow, you guys are busy, huh? <laughs> Extremely, but it's a good thing. We, we love being busy because that means we're putting out work for people to enjoy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And where do you guys see Blackjack Comics going in the near future? Well, I really would like to get our name out there just at this point since we are a newer company, really just put us out there. But I can see us going big, you know, starting to compete with Valiant and getting up there, you know, Dark Horse Image. Try to get to that point of putting out our own comics and then bringing in other people with their books and publishing them as well. Very cool. And where can people go to find your comics? I, I, I see you have comics in print. Um, do you uh, offer the digital digital copies as well for download? Yeah, we actually have them available on Drive Through Comics for download, and we're working on getting them submitted to Comicsology. So hopefully, in the near future, they'll be available on Comicsology as well as Drive Through Comics. Mm -hmm. And, and where can people find your comics if they want to order them, the print copies of the comics? Um, they can actually go to our website. It's www.blackjackcomics.net and you know contact us that way or they can even just contact me directly and that's joy at blackjackcomics.net. And do you guys have a presence on uh, Facebook or Twitter? We do. We actually have both. So Twitter, of course, it's just the hashtag BlackJackComics. And on Facebook, it's www.facebook.com backslash BlackJackComics. Very cool. Very cool. Um, is there anything else that you would like to plug or uh, any other uh, appearances uh, at any other conventions? Well, we'll be back here in Long Beach in September. So we'll be back here for that. And then we're looking into going to possibly the San Diego Comic Fest. We were at the Comic Fest uh, last year. Last year. It was a really good turnout. It was a really good turnout. I think it was the second or third year uh, they were doing it. So this will be either the third or the fourth year. So I, don't, I forget. But very cool. You guys are planning on having a booth there. And, and uh, will you have like any of the writers or artists with you? Well, we were just invited yesterday and just learned about it by one of the managers of the Comic Fest. So I still need to get back with the team. But uh, you know, worst case scenario, I'll be there. Best case scenario, we could get one of the writers down here with us. You do some stuff with, um, what would you consider this? What would you call it? Um, I call it comic book accessories, really. I, I'm a girl, obviously, and I, I love to accessorize. I am one of those girls who likes the shoes, the purses, the bracelets, earrings, all of that. And when it came to finding accessories, I couldn't find comic book accessories that I liked, that I really wanted to have. So I decided I'm just going to make them. 
So I started making this stuff for myself where I take actual comics and I put them on shoes, on clutches, on purses, on wallets, all those different things. I make earrings, bracelets. And they're like cut out panels and cut out pages and you make collages on, on these different items. That's that's really, really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to sit there and design and really pick out, you know, go through the different comics. And I know a lot of people cringe when I tell them I cut up comics. Yeah, but I, I'm making art and it's wearable art and art that you can carry with you and to show your fandom. So it's showing the appreciation for those comics versus just cutting them up for no reason. Do you stick to themes on items or do you just mash or do you stick with like a single character or a single team? Um, actually, I do a lot of my work off of custom commissions. So I tell people, you tell me what character you want and I will get that. So if they request a specific character drawn by a specific artist, I go out and find that. Some people request specific panels saying, hey, I want, I got a wallet where they wanted on one side the Green Lantern Oath and on the other side Green Lantern Fighting Sinestro. So I went out and found those and it's actually right here. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Can people request these or commission you like online? Yeah, they can actually go to me, um, email me at joy at blackjackcomics.net or call me or text me at 916-717-4953. Now, there's one thing we didn't mention before that I normally mention in the beginning, but uh, Blackjack Comics is veteran-owned and operated, and I'm currently still on active duty with the military. Yes. Um, I'm Army. I'm on active duty with the California Army National Guard, so it's called Active Guard Reserves. So I'm, I'm full-time active duty with the California National Guard, but with that, I'm full-time military during the day. So if I don't answer a phone call or a text right away, I always ask people to leave me a message. I'll get back to them as soon as I can, but I may be busy doing my military duties. Gotcha, I understand. Well, thank you for your service. Being in the military, do you incorporate that into the books? That's exactly what Nick does. So, um, Phantom Hawk is a soldier who was deployed to Afghanistan and critically injured. Came home, recruited to this top secret program where they use nanotechnology to heal you. We all have friends that have deployed overseas and have been critically injured or wounded and we wish this technology existed so that we could help them and we can make it happen in a book, even if we can't make it happen in real life. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. We need to get you guys hooked up with Chad Cavanaugh, who's also uh, a veteran, and we're, we're help, kind of helping him with his book. And he's, is, he has a book called The Map. Really, really awesome book. And he's doing it all by himself. I mean, writing uh, the art, you know, he's sending it off to get it printed. I mean, he's doing this all by himself. He's kicking butt. Really cool, dude. But yeah, it's 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 really cool to see veterans and, and even active duty kind of getting into this. Thank you, Joy, for coming on and chatting with us. And once again, where can folks find your comics? Hey. It's www.blackjackcomics.net or they can find us on Facebook under Blackjack Comics, Twitter, Tumblr, all of that on Blackjack Comics. There you have it. Get out there. Check them out. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. Sweet. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you for listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. We'll hope you join us next time as we continue to discuss all things comic book related. And until then, make mine Marvel. Fantasy. And independent.
Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast and finally there is our Twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast P-O-D-C. I'd like to give a special shout out to Travis Richards, who did the music for the Comic Relief Podcast. Visit his website at www.travisarichards.com.